global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. This headline from the Bloomberg Professional Service, U.S. House Speaker Paul Ryan says he will vote for Donald Trump. Stocks are rebounding. This update brought to you by... Brown University, where the new executive master in cybersecurity prepares leaders in law, technology, and business to face tomorrow's greatest threats. The Brown University executive master in cybersecurity strategy is the best security. Now over to the first word breaking news desk for today's afternoon call. Here's Bill Maloney. Good afternoon, Charlie. Turnaround for U.S. stocks today for a second day after a week open. Dow's currently higher by 26 points. SPs are higher by three. And NASDAQ gains 11. At one point, the Dow is down 86 points. The small cap 600 is higher by a point. And the U.S. 10 yield falls to 1.81%. Six out of 10 SP sectors are lower, led by losses in energy, utilities, and technology. Healthcare and consumer discretionary led. Dow Transports dropped 19, Nasdaq Biotech's rise 44, and the VIX is lower by 2%. Dow leaders to the upside included DuPont, J&J, and Caterpillar, while ExxonMobil and Chevron led to the downside. Look for Broadcom to report after the bell. Live from the first of breaking news desk, I'm Bill Maloney. Charlie. All right. Thank you, Bill. And to hear live breaking news over your Bloomberg type squawk, S-Q-U-A-W-K on your terminal, I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. Some big forces have come together to lay the groundwork for the growth of a very interesting company. One part of it, you could say, is the all the cutbacks in retail, bankruptcies, a very rapidly disrupted and changing space. Another part of it is half the states of the United States allowing some kind of legalized marijuana now. And with all that marijuana production, where are you going to warehouse it? Where are you going to put it? Enter... Calix Development. Don Sandoval joins me now. She's the CEO, COO of Calix. She's here in our New York studio to talk to us about the real estate side of this business. Don, welcome. Thank you, Kathleen. It's a pleasure to be here. So first of all, Calix, Calix Development, what do you do? So Calix is in the midst of building a national portfolio of cannabis properties. We are the only cannabis REIT currently, and we have a six property portfolio concentrated out west. We have three properties in Colorado, one in Washington, and one in Oregon. We're in the midst of closing on our sixth property in Phoenix, Arizona, in about two weeks' time. And you've just launched your second private round of funding, uh, so you're getting a lot of support in an industry that is, maybe exploding is too strong of a word, but boy, it's growing fast. No, Kathleen, I would not say exploding is uh, is too aggressive a term. I mean, the fact of the matter is uh, compound growth rates uh, at a sales level are north of 30% over the last three years and expected to only accelerate from here on out. And what Calix is trying to do is really partner with some of the most established, well-financed, well-backed companies in the business right now. We provide not only space, but on a select basis, we provide tenant improvement funding so that operators may build out their space in, in a fashion that's more appropriate for them. Who is your typical 
client? Who is your t- typical customer? Who are you doing business with? Give us an example. Sure. Our typical tenant is an established brand in the cannabis industry. They can produce products for both medical or recreational markets, or they can be a grow operation. So, for example, uh, in the Colorado market, both Medicine Man Technologies and Dixie Brands are two of our tenants. How, you know, if you had not made this this switch in your career, you might be on the show right now talking about the bond market and where it's heading next because you were, uh, before you left Wall Street, you were a managing director and in fixed income at BNP Paribas, uh, following more than 14 years at B of A and Goldman Sachs. You began your career at Solomon Brothers back in 1989. What drew you to marijuana? Well, this is a big change for you to be the COO of Calix. Well, Kathleen, it's about six years ago that I began investing in the cannabis space. And at that time, it was still very early in terms of a, a number of companies just getting started. It was a, taking a lot of single name or single operator risk. And as I progressed in that, uh, in that program, the, we came to know Calix. I came to know Calix development. And what originally attracted me so much to the Calix strategy was the fact that it was a scalable business. Real estate is a scalable business, and it's also a a business that can be well diversified. So if you look at the Calix portfolio, not only does it have diversification across multiple states, but it has diversification across type of operator. So we have both uh, product manufacturers as well as cultivators among our tenants. And so from an investment perspective, it's that type of diversification across geography, across uh, tenants, across types of businesses that provides a good risk buffer. On top of that, the Calix strategy is anchored by bricks and mortar assets. So even if the cannabis experiment were to be rolled back across the country, the reality is that these properties can be repositioned into other uses. And so for our investors, we believe there's great downside protection in this. Who is your typical investor? In our first friends and family round of funding, uh, which we closed back in November, uh, it's really the high net worth individual family offices. And in the current round of funding, which we've just launched a couple weeks ago, uh, it's we're still primarily a an individual's investment. The industry and the market is not really poised yet, given that cannabis is still illegal at a federal level, for institutional investors. That's a big complication. In about 30 seconds, explain why this this federal government position on marijuana still being an illegal drug, why that matters so much. Well, it matters uh, for a number of reasons. Number one, at least as it relates to real estate, you cannot hold a traditional mortgage on a property and house what is deemed an illegal business. Uh, it's also problematic from a banking perspective. Uh, federally chartered banks cannot bank the industry. So there's a lot of risk around the handling of the cash in the industry. Yeah, we still got half of the states in this country that may be passing laws to legalize marijuana. Looks like you've got huge growth prospects at Calix Development. Thanks to Don Sandoval. Breaking news on your Bloomberg. U.S. House Speaker Paul Ryan says he will vote for Donald Trump. I'm Kathleen Hayes. This is Taking Stock on Bloomberg Radio. 
Bloomberg Taking Stock is brought to you by National Realty. 30% returns on cash in rented real estate. Find them at nria.net.